This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Ian? Hi, Dave. Ian? Yes. This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We Hi. are an automotive podcast. Hi, Twitch. Hello. We are... An automotive podcast, like you said, we're recording today in my blanket fort. And uh-huh. Ian, yes, I thought of you the other day. Oh no, I did while I was driving around. Okay, I thought of you. Okay, right in that special way. What did the person that you saw do something wrong do? No, it wasn't. It, it was something someone was doing right. Oh, yeah. oh. So it was a sticker on somebody's car that they had. Okay, and well, I that's know, already the wrong thing. Well, you say that, right? And okay. and I know that you're opposed to stickers. I believe they should only go on the fairing of a bike rack, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and get your team clue coat sticker by emailing us <laughs> exactly, and watch it peel off of your car. Sorry, Ike. Yeah. Um, but I thought of you because I saw somebody with what what I first thought was one of those coexist stickers uh-huh. that was made up of religious symbols. Right. Right. And as I got closer to it, it's, I realized that it said, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. As uh, you are well known to not be a namaste bro. Uh, that seemed to be on hashtag brand for you, but, but actually putting a sticker on or advertising that in any way is not on hashtag brand for you. Right. Well, and okay. So to be clear, I agree with the sentiment behind the coexist sticker. Of course. Yes. Obviously. The thing that I have the problem with is that it's inherently utterly like not important to advertise that. Right. 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 It's like the most banal thought ever. Right. Yeah. Hey, we should all get along. No shit. You think we should all get along? What a novel concept. Not not to say we don't need to remind ourselves of that every now and then, but... Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I don't know that a bumper sticker or, you know, telling the world that you have this figure, that you have this very simple concept nailed is right. the best use of anybody's time. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We are an automotive podcast. We are not experts. I'm Dave. I am Ian. That dashing gentleman across from me is Ian. Ian? What are we talking about today, Dave? Today on the podcast, Mm -hmm. here's our table of contents, Ian, our talkabouts, if you will. Or if we were doing this in Canada, it would be our talkaboots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ian, today we're going to talk about F1 because I watched another F1 race. You did watch another F1. I think you only yawned once. I think you're right. That's because I had all the caffeine in the world. Yeah. And we'll get to it. Uh, We're going to talk about what I think about racing. Yes. With respect to me with all of this. Right. Yeah, shoving all that ginger in a race car. Yep. And then we're going to talk about uh, Steph Schrader's article about testing everything on the Nurburgring. Yes. And then right. I have uh, a, a thing I want to uh, close a loop on. Two, oh, really? two pieces of podcast canon that I want to resolve. They're in conflict and I want to resolve them. Really? Yeah. Do you want to talk about those first? Sure, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was listening back 
to our episode w- that we released recently on uh, our recap of the the auto show, the, two, yeah, the, the yeah. 2017 Denver Auto Show. Uh, listen to that. Uh, and uh, uh, we interviewed uh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Gans. Andrew yep. Gans in a Lincoln. Yep. And uh, we were supposed to just be doing finding a quiet place to do FMK cars on the auto show floor, but really we ended up just talking about Lincoln. We did. And we started down a, a, a path and it kind of come it kind of went in the conflict with something I realized when we, when I was listening to it of something else that we've talked about in the past. Okay. We talked about how uh, I really like prog rock and I appreciate ambition. Right. I appreciate yeah. when there's prog rock elements in like punk music or other, right. or other types of music that like you can hear the ambition and even if the execution isn't there that like the the ambition becomes the more important part and it's like intriguing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but then when we were talking to Andrew, we were talking about how with luxury cars um you know the execution is infinitely more important than ambition. It is. It is. And so I was thinking about it and I think I know how to close I know I think I know how to resolve those two things that seem to be in conflict. Those two statements of ours that seem to be in conflict with one another. I, because I think we've I, I have thoughts on this, but go on. I want I want to hear I want to hear what you're cooking up over there. Okay. So I think it I think it's that like my just like my musical taste where like uh I really like that Titus Andronicus album that was yeah. that was the thing that kicked that whole conversation off right right where you take this genre of music that is usually not all that ambitious right and you just throw heaps of ambition at it sure sure and even if it's not always successful even if the execution is not always there the fact that you threw all that ambition at it is uh laudable is like right that's the thing you admire and uh, and so that to me is like the Fiesta ST, right? Oh, okay. Right, where you're taking a genre that isn't right, and even though like you're you're basically throwing all of this performance ambition at it, and even though it's not going to be a supercar or or even like you know as fast as a you know moderately priced or moderately successful sports car, right, right. The fact that they did that thing is like that's that's what's that's what's appealing about it. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Not not all and the execution is important too because it needs to be fun. Right. But the the ambition is kind of the the main point of it. Right. 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 Now if you look at luxury cars. Yes. So now luxury cars, that's a so if that's like a, a the Titus Andronicus album is the Fiesta. Uh-huh. The Lincoln Continental is like Rick Wakeman's yes or uh, Rick Wakeman's uh, uh, on ice concert that he did back in the seventies. Uh, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google that. It's fucking amazing and terrible. <laughs> um, but it's like that would be just over the top ambitious. But because you're the genre that you're going for is already already known for huge quantities of ambition. Right. And it's yeah. supposed to be this very, like the whole thing with prog rock is, is kind of like a luxury car. Right. Where it's very like, uh, the you listen to it for the musicianship and the craftsmanship that goes nothing's into it. Nothing's off limits. Yeah, nothing's off limits, but and everything is well done. Yes. And that's the whole point of it. Right. When you're in that genre, then execution becomes more important than ambition. So, yes. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and that's that's why like the Chrysler 300 
that we talked about that I that I rented was like so like if that car hadn't been billed as a personal luxury car, right, it wouldn't be a big deal that the plastics are terrible or whatever. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So that's 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 where I'm at with that. I like that. I I like that because I I didn't really gather that there was a sense of conflict there with those statements. I just kind of assumed that within different genres of automobile that it was more tolerated in others than it was you, you know it, right. it was more tolerated in some than others mm-hmm. right and and i think that that's where my mind went and i like you buttoning that up by say, by actually associating it with an example of a car because y- you are 100% right like it, it, the the ambition thing for me kind of carries over into video games, right? Mm-hmm. Where like I like an insanely weird, ambitious video game, like a crazy premise, right? Like uh, Katamari Damacy, right? right? Yeah, where you roll up a stuff with a sticky ball, but I don't want to pay like triple A prices for a game like that, right? right? Like well, and I would also venture to say that you like that with a simplest, like a more simplistic uh, gameplay. Yes, there you go. That that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. That if if it's distilled to just a few elements, right? Then having that insanely quirky gameplay it is the Ford Fiesta ST right. version of video games. Right. Versus like if Call of Duty tries to. Implement, even though I don't play those games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty tries to implement something weird, right? It's just like, ah, uh, no, like I'm I'm listening to this, you know, for prog rock. I am driving this right. because it's a Rolls Royce. I am playing this because it is, you know, a AAA shooter. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, I like that, Ian. That is well done. Thank you, All right. Ian. So I have an FMK cars to go with that. Really? Okay. All right. Let's see it. Okay. Is one of them a Lincoln Continental or a Ford Fiesta ST? Neither of those okay. things are the case. Closing those browser tabs. Okay. Oh, who's that? That's going to come later. All right. Anyway. All right. So this one is called You Come at the King, You Best Not Miss. That's right. That is from The Wire, season one of The Wire. This is leveling the playing field for cars with an ambition slash execution gap all 2002, which was when that episode of The Wire aired. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right. Should we explain FMK Cars real quick? Go for it. FMK Cars is a game that Ian and I invented when I was bored at a conference in Los Angeles. I did get to go to Randy's Donuts, however, so (laughs) the conference was not a complete loss. Anyway, Ian, this game that we invented, Uh FMK Cars, Fuck, Mary Kill, yeah. It's a classic game of Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. We didn't invent Fuck, Mary Kill, no, just to we be didn't. clear. Yeah, exactly. We're all repurposing it. Right. And we've done own. none of those things in the blanket fort. Well, there... <laughs> I was going to tell you about the hobo body that's... Ah, uh, okay. I don't want to know which of those things. Anyway. He was a drifter. <laughs> anyway, F means you hit it and quit it. You just get to drive that car for a day. M means you get to marry it. It is your new daily driver, warts and all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lastly, K, kill. That means you send it to the crusher. You turn it into a metal cube instantly. Yep. Do not pass go. Ian, hit me with your ambitious FMK cars. Okay. So again, this is called, you come at the king, you best not miss. Leveling the playing field for cars with an ambition execution gap. All 2002. Okay. Okay. I, I love this. All right. So this. the first one is the Chrysler 300M. Okay. All right. All right. In this, 
in this uh, version of the Chrysler 300M, all of the design of the interior is the same, and and the uh, drive try drivetrain exterior all untouched. Okay, but the interior, the design is the same, but the materials are furnished by modern day Audi. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, Audi, fantastic yeah. interior materials. Yep. And exterior design to yep. an extent. But so yeah. nothing is different, just the materials have all been swapped okay. out. Same layout, everything. It's just, but it has that Audi feel. Yes, and, and finish. This is really good. And this is kind of along the lines of something I was thinking, but didn't do. But, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I like this. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, you and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind link is up and operational. There, yeah. Right? All right. So the next one, remember I said leveling the playing field. Uh-huh. Mercedes-Benz S600, 2002. Oh, okay. Okay. You still get all the gadgets and all the driveline and everything else. Uh-huh. This one, the interior is fin- is furnished by 2002-era Chrysler. Oh, oh, no, Ian. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, well, that's oh. what you're getting. Right? Okay. okay. And then the third one, slightly different tack. Uh-huh. Nissan Maxima. If you remember, that was supposed to be the full-size car that uh, had a, a, a definite uh, performance yeah. thing to it, right? Yeah. But it never quite right. really ever got there. Yeah. So this one it has been handed over to BMW's M division for oh. tuning. Okay. All right. Okay. And so they can use some of the BMW M division stuff. None of the fundamentals are different. Right. But like, you know, they can grab like a, a, you know, a spring off the shelf and throw it on there. They can throw it. They can grab a damper off the shelf and throw it on there. They can, right. They can change the alignment. They can do all that sort of stuff. Okay. What was the, it's BMW, but what was the platform? Nissan part? Maxima. Ni- yeah. 2002 Nissan Maxima. Yeah. Which I don't think I like the look of, but I it's, have to check. It's uh, a oh, car. Oh, I actually kind of like the way this one looks. It's the most boring Maxima. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, of all the Maximas. Yeah. That's the... Jeez. That's the, the, the most sleep-inducing. I, I, think, I think I would... Gosh, this is a really good one. Ian. So, do you take a better 300M, right, or a, a worse, worse Mercedes S Class, right, or or a mediocre, a, a less, a slightly less mediocre Maxima, yeah. a Maxima that's more fun to drive? I think if there was ever a catchphrase for me, it might be slightly less than mediocre, <laughs> slightly less mediocre. I think I'm going to marry that Maxima. I think I really. Will. Yeah. I expected you to marry the the 300M. You That's know, what I expected yeah, you to do. I think, right? Because you know, I do prioritize a nice place to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm. But I, th- I think I, I'm already going to like what the Maxima comes with when it comes to interior stuff because right. Nissan's never been great, but never awful, right? 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 Nissan never been great, never been awful. <laughs> right? I know what you meant, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, never been great. <laughs> Try the skyline, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Um, so I, th- I think I will marry that Maxima with the BMW components. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, and then I'm going to F the Mercedes-Benz 600 with a Chrysler interior <laughs> for a day. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find one of those um, 
automotive test environments, you know, it's yeah. right where they have like a lot of like, like the cobblestones. Uh, cobblestones, yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'm, you know, through a little bit of water, you know, yeah. like really steep hills that you have to put the parking brake on and stuff. Like I'm going to just throw all of the testing at it. And, and, and ah, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to donate $10 to some charitable cause for every interior pe- trim piece <laughs> that falls off or from that era of Mercedes-Benz, any component that breaks, yeah. period. Yeah, no right? shit. And if it's any component that breaks, I will donate the cost of that component. Oh. In this scenario, I'm a billionaire. Yeah, right? no shit. Exactly. Not right? anymore, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I would do for a day. Okay. What would you do? Because I'm very curious. I think you would almost pick the Maxima. I would I would marry the Maxima. Yeah, because you prioritize sporty handling. I would. Yeah. And then I think honestly, I might marry or I would might for a day drive the three hundred M. Okay. Because right. I would be cu- very curious to know yeah. what that would be like. Right. You know, because I, I've driven one of those cars actually. You have, okay. From around that era. Yeah. And it's a big it's a big terrible boat. Yeah, yeah. But if it had a really nice, and that's that one belongs to a military person, you can tell because it has a base sticker on it. I oh, does it? Okay. Zoom in on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a base sticker. Oh, look at that. Okay. Um, which they don't do anymore. But uh, yeah, that that would be interesting if it had like a coach-built interior. Right, yeah. What would that be like if that would change the perception of it? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Right? Because that was supposed to be more of a, you know, still like that that older older American idea of like the personal luxury car. Yep. Yep. Where there still was a bit of supposed to be some driver uh, input into it, but if it was just a barge, right. a barge, and that was just a really nice place to be. Uh, right. Exactly. Be exactly. Be yeah. Right. If yeah. Chrysler had money ever in their life, <laughs> they don't. They don't, Ian. And they never, don't. Never will. Never did. Yeah. I really like that. That's Thank a you. fantastic FMK cars, Ian. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Ian? Yes. What a, let, let's talk about uh let's talk about me for a little bit. Let's let's dig in. Do we have time? I I I don't know. Let's, I, that's why I go to therapy once let's, a week. Let's dig into yeah, this. Should I give you my $30 copay? <laughs> I I just have $6 here. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. So we we've been talking we went to a, a track day last week. Yeah. About a week ago. A week ago. We were yeah. there a week ago. Yeah. And we did an interview with uh, Matt from Racer, Racers HQ, which will be coming out uh, in, in a couple, in a, weeks, in a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, but you dropped you dropped a bomb I during, that, during that episode. I, I've you want to tell us what's up? I, I've had a bit of a revelation. Yeah. So I've, I've been thinking a lot about racing and, and my financial priorities and, and, and things like that for, I mean, for basically, you know, what my life looks like now, because right. I don't know if you've been around for the last year and a half, but things are quite a bit different than they used to be. It's true. Right? Yes. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of stuff has kind of shifted around for me. And um, I've just been reassessing, you know, um, where I want to spend money, how I want to spend money, like what I want to do with my free time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I want to travel more, so I'm I'm certainly doing that, and you know, devoting some of my resources to doing that. Yeah, you know, I, I've I've never really traveled a whole lot, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, but also, I've like one of the best times in my entire life has honestly been 
doing the 24 hours of lemons race with you and Matt out at High Plains Raceway. Okay. That was seriously a a wonderful bright spot. That was so much fun. Yeah. It was, right? Yeah. And I feel like um yeah, I I feel like that you and I have such a great thing as far as our friendship goes, right? Mm-hmm. And and I I really really appreciate your friendship. And I I wouldn't I can't imagine doing something in the automotive space without doing it with you. Okay. I like I really can't. Like I when I go karting, I want to go karting with you. Right. I'm not really motivated to do this stuff by myself. Okay. Right? But like and 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 not like and this isn't a knock, but like you'll go karting, right? And yes. you always ask me and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And I typically I go less because, you know, yeah, you know, our schedules are different and stuff. But definitely. Right. Yeah. But like I can't I I love this this partnership, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you and I make a good a good team when we're overall, right? Well, yeah, I think we 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 uh together make one solid uh lemons team member. <laughs> right, you have the driving, I have the mechanics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and the I bring the espresso machine. Yeah. You yeah. you bring everything else. I bring uh, a a warm body in the seat. No, you you don't. I I and I have to tell you, I think that we we probably equaled about one and a half because when we were racing with your dad at Road America, mm-hmm. you you know you your mechanical chops were stepped up that day. You really nailed uh, a lot of the mechanical elements that you guys had to get through. Right. Working on a Maserati by Turbo is not easy. And you, you you and Jake did a really good job yeah. like with that stuff. And and you do have this mechanical understanding. Um, but you also had like that, like the cheerleader sunshine spirit, right? You did. Like you, <laughs> you I know, I know. For anybody watching this, it's going to be hard to believe. Uh, personnel management, I believe, or uh, personality management, I think is what you're referring to. Ian, I you, had a little bit of an advantage there. You were, you were, you were upbeat and you were motivated and you were like, yeah, like you were positive. Like, you know, we can do this, you know, right. Like you, you really were. And I, I don't know if, you you were just being you, you know, and like y- it was just nice to it was nice to be part of that and to be part of that team and to be with you doing this kind of stuff, right? Oh, right. And so I, I mean, I I could easily see myself just being like your pit crew guy for like what for whatever our racing endeavors met turn into. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I. I, I the way the way you put it before though you were more it wasn't more it wasn't necessarily centered around resources it was centered around your uncomfortableness with wheel to wheel the idea of wheel to wheel racing yeah yeah and and it's pretty multifaceted right okay yeah but it, uncomfortableness with wheel to wheel racing is definitely a part of it okay it is yeah I'm I'm intimidated by it I, I think you know honestly I I think it's more it's worse on in a track day. Really? Yeah. Even though there's fewer cars uh-huh. and you're doing the point by thing. Like, I think, honestly, I think the point by thing is harder to do than than just regular wheel to wheel. Okay. Why is that? Well, I, and partly because of like where my car is fast and, and everything and where it's slow. It's just, first of all, when we're running like in the advanced group, right? Um, it's like, the the speed differential is so much bigger right. at a track day where you've got race prepped Corvettes right 
so that's intimidating, first of all. Up against your 220 horsepower. Right. Yeah, R32. But when you when you have to do the point by thing, uh-huh. like so you can point by people in lemons races, and I do that all the time. You know, okay, like, go that way, sort of thing. It's it's different. I feel like there's more pressure at a track day to uh, to anticipate what the other person is planning on doing. Okay, and and keep track of that than. Uh, you know, because you, especially when you have like these designated passing zones, right? It it adds a, a lot of like processing power to keeping track of the other cars. Sure. Where in lemons, like you're just running your race, right? And as long as you kind of keep, I mean, it's easy to get distracted by traffic for sure. But like, as long as you kind of keep your head down and 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 you're running your race and you just act predictably, it right. all kind of works itself out. You know, and you, yeah. you're not having to worry about it as much. And it took me, it took me probably one and a half stints to get to that point. But now I feel like I, I can, I'm not, I'm not as intimidated by it for oh. sure. Cause okay. it's, it's just, you know, like I, like I said, uh, when we were talking to Matt, you know, at some point it just becomes another variable that is in the background and, you know, as long as you kind of keep your vision up and do the things that you're supposed to do and manage the car, right? Then that all kind of works out. Yeah, it, and I understand that. I I understand that. I I think one thing that also really intimidates me is just the the competitive aspect of it. Mm. Is that I see these things that you have right as a competitive racer that and these these elements of of the way that you race and the way that you drive. I, I see these things and I don't feel like I have that. I don't feel like that's inside of me. I don't feel motivated that way. I feel like that there's just like, hmm. not that there's anything wrong with, with me. There's plenty wrong with me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not that, yeah. No, it, it was like when I was in college, okay? Well, and, and I, I, you know, I, I would say that, I would turn that around and say that I, you know, sometimes feel that I'm too competitive when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I shouldn't be upset when I get second instead of first at karting. Right. But I do. You are very hard on yourself. Yeah. 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 But to, to good results, right? Right. Um, so when I was in college, right, I was in, I think, Calc 2 or 3 at the time, right? I was going down the path of mechanical engineering. This is after I realized I didn't want to be an art student because mm-hmm. I actually wanted to make a living, <laughs> right? Um, and so I was in one of my, you know, like somewhat higher calculus classes, right? And um, and we watched a documentary about a guy that was trying to solve Fermat's last theorem. Do you know what this is? Mm-mm. Okay, so the Pythagorean theorem, right? Mm-hmm. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Right. Right? Fairmont was a mathematician in the 1800s, something like that. And his theorem was that that equation can only work to the power of two. It cannot okay. work with cube, fourth, fifth power, sixth power, anything, right? And he's and he scribbled this in like the lining in the in the side of a bo- of a book or notebook that he had, uh, you know, like um, and essentially his comment said like I have this theorem, but I don't have enough room in the margins to to write it out. Oh wow! And for you know hundreds of years, scientists have been trying to you know mathematicians have been trying to figure this out, 
right? And this one guy, I can't remember his name, devoted like 18 years to trying to solve this equation. Wow. Right? And it gets into some insane mathematics that you wouldn't even think. But there's these things called modular equations that mm -hmm. when they're graphed, they kind of look like donuts. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, like just berserk math, right? Right. And so when I, and at this time, this happened to be very convenient because around this time, I was actually kind of thinking about majoring in math because I, I had a great teacher. Uh, I really liked, I really like math. You know, a lot of it clicks with me. And I saw this and I was like, I don't have that. I, I, I don't have that. I realized that there was like a realistic limit to what, like the talent to the talents that I had. Mm -hmm. And I understand like with enough education, maybe I could, you know, get to that level where I was, you know, like could major in math or something like that. Yeah. But then it's like to what end, right? Right. And I, I feel like, I feel that way about competitive racing, right? Where I, I, I feel like that I don't have that drive to get to that level where I would be happy with myself or my performance at a competitive driving event. When we're at a track day and competitiveness is removed from it, I'm so comfortable. Well, to me, that you're mounting a fantastic argument for you uh, getting a seat with the right Lemons team. But I... <sighs> or, or because it, it's not... It's not it, it doesn't always have to be... I mean, this is, this is very amateur racing we're talking about. Right, right. And... You know, I think to me anyway, the seat time is the goal. Like the I'm not I'm not using seat time to advance towards something else. The seat time is in of itself the goal for me I because that part is fun. That. Oh, you like you don't think that that is the case for me? Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> you you might be right. I don't know. But <clears throat> but it is a big element. It is a huge element. It is a yeah. huge element. Yeah. Yeah. And but I think that that you could it would be totally healthy to go into something like lemons, especially lemons. Cause that's the whole point is like, it's not supposed to be super competitive and, and all that other stuff. It's supposed to be more fun. Just the seat time is the, is the reason you're there. Yeah. Right? I think there's a difference in a lot of this stuff from what the intent of the series is to the execution of it. Yeah. And it could be too, that you've been, your two experiences with this have been with my family, which <laughs> is like competitiveness is what they do is what we do. That, that's just what it is. It's, you know, you should see us play croquet. It's ridiculous. But I, I, I understand that. And I, but I had a fantastic time. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, um, but, and then, and then, you know, with me and Matt, yeah, you know, we were kind of dragging Brian along on, our right. competitive journey. You were, you were, yeah. Um, so, so the, the, I think that's probably coloring your your mm. perception of it a little bit. I would say. I, I, I think working the pit crew at the Lemons race and at the at at the Chump Car race, like, if I was really happy doing that. But here, okay, and here's the other thing: is that if we really dig into what you're taught, what you were talking about with your analogy, yeah, uh, with the mathematics thing. It's not that you don't have a competitive spirit. All right, I I do. It's that you are picking the battle that you think you can you can win, right? You think you can be the best pit crew person, and so you're comfortable doing that. You didn't think that you could be at that 
top tier of of mathematics, so you right. you took yourself out of it. Right. So it's not. I think you, just saying that you're not competitive or you don't have enough talent is a little bit of a cop out. I think you're you're saying that because you don't have those things, it won't be fun for you, which right. is in, which is inherently a competitive statement. Right. 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 Huh. Okay. Okay. No, I see your point. I see your point. We're getting you a Hans device. You're getting in the car. I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really had a good time being pit crew. I really did. Okay. I mean, I don't fine. know. It it's possible that that could just be my thing. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with, um, you know, having free mechanical help everywhere I go all the time. Right. From someone that you can mostly tolerate. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just right. somewhat skeptical. And it, it could just be that it's so much fun for me that I'm, I'm amazed that anyone right. could it, be like, yeah, that doesn't sound like fun to have the chance to do it and then turn it down. Right. But right? you have so much fun carding and it's the same thing. <sighs> well, it, it Carding, like I always, I always like, you know, I, I always try to get clean laps. I always just try to get the best, yeah. the best clean lap, you know? So like I pull, I don't try to pass people, you know, it's not like, that's not the aspect of carding that I like. If we went, if we did cart races that were based on position instead of time on the uh, uh-huh. lap times, I wouldn't really care for it. Yeah. But I mean, endurance racing is, is not, is not about... It's it's passing not about people. passing each lap, but you, you know, eventually you have to pass. Yeah, but it's yeah. not it's not super important. I mean, it's it's a pretty diminished part of the strategy. The strategy is all about d- running your race, being yeah. consistent and predictable. Yeah, and then managing your you know managing the car. Yeah, managing you know what what the other teams are doing, what the strategy is. Like that stuff yeah. is important, mo- far more so than than passing people. I I I think this season I'm I'm gonna just for this season mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to tap out of actually racing. Okay. And and you know spend some resources on getting Dusty Rusty just ready to be a track car. Okay. And then go from there. You know, and then maybe we reassess next season. Yeah, I you mean know? maybe you know maybe just do take Dusty on open lapping day where there isn't point, point by, by and, and all that stuff. And I think you'll find that it's not as big a deal as you're. Hmm. Yeah. Once you once you do it a little bit, it's yeah. It's amazing how quickly you adjust to it. I think because yeah. I was super scared. Yeah. And it was not as bad as I was expecting because everyone's it's you know everyone's playing by the same rules essentially right. right. So you can usually predict what someone's going to do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you do have a lot more safety equipment at your disposal. Yeah, you yeah. are wearing fireproof stuff. I maintain that the, it is probably far safer than your. 100 mile bike rides that you go on on public roads. You're no, you're right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think this season's going to be an off season. I'm going to crew okay. this season. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. That's fine. Know. We've talked That's about fine. me That's enough. Fine. I'm the, uh, let's talk about something other than me. Okay. We talked a lot about <sighs> me in that conversation about you somehow. Well, I, but, but like anything else, when it comes to the automotive stuff, we're in it together, man. We, you know, we have That's the chance. True. We have That's a chance true. to be a team. That's true. You know, we have a chance to be a team. Ian, Mazda hat. Mazda hat. Right. For anybody that leaves us a review on iTunes, you can get a Mazda hat. Mazda hat. Yeah. From the 
Yep, that's right. That's how I diffuse seriousness, a serious topic, a potential feeling situation. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's continue. What else do we have to talk about? I, I just I just want to say real oh, quick. God, here it comes. That I I really did have. Dave, Dave has his sincere eyes on. I do my earnest eyes. <laughs> I just I had such a, a great time being part of the team, and I I felt like my talents are best used on the team in that mechanical pit crew aspect. Okay. I feel like if I had to, if I look at the if, at the hand that I've been dealt as a human being, mm-hmm. right? I think that 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 those cards play well the best for pit crew than racing driver. True, but, but you also have to know, son of a bitch, OBS. Yeah, but you also have to know or think about like what is just the most fun for you. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Ian. Dave. Let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do an FMK cars. Okay, you have one. I have one from Nick Lindy. Oh, perfect, Ian. Yes, our buddy Nick sent us cars. Oh, I should probably get my Google machine ready. Yeah, you should. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Last time we did the cars he wants to buy. Right. They were all cars from the '90s, mm-hmm. and you should listen to the turn of Ce- turn of the century podcast while you're driving your car from the '90s. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian. Yes. Up first, we have a 2017 Nissan Sentra SR Turbo Manual. I didn't know that this was a thing until Nick sent it to us. Hmm. Right? Did not know that either. Yeah. Let, let me let me pull it up on, on the Twitches. 188 horsepower. Okay. Well, that's what Dusty Rusty had stock. 185. Yeah. Shh. Be quiet, OBS. It says it reconnected. Okay. Nissan Sentra Turbo. SR Turbo. SR. Right? Yeah. Oh, those are old ones. There's no new ones. Anyway, Nissan look Sentra. Up, look up SR instead of yeah. Turbo. Okay. Try that. SR. Nissan Sentra. SR. I bet we'll get pictures of the old one. Oh, no. There's the new one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, right. Yeah. Toyota 86. With a manual transmission. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, we we all know. Oh, son of a bitch. I I wish I could mute that, but since my computer's running everything. Yep. Um, eighty six. Right with a manual. Shh. Uh, and then lastly, we have a Honda Civic Hatchback Sport Touring CVT four door. Which I don't like that there's CVT in there, but Civic. Honda Civic hatchback sport. Yeah, yeah the the this model range has gotten it's out of hand, right? It has gotten out of hand, right? But yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. I think that's about the same amount of horsepower. It's 180 horsepower, the sport, I believe. Okay, yeah. Here, huh. let's, let's pull it up on the browser. Believe it's the same. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I mean, this is a pretty easy one, right? Yeah, you'd marry the eighty-six. Marry the eighty-six, right? I would crush the Civic because it's a CVT with less than like two hundred fifty horsepower, right? And I would, for a day, drive the Sentra and uh, see what all the fuss is about about these Sentras, right? We were talking right. to someone from Nissan from about the Nissan. Sentra, yeah, not that long ago. So I drove an SER um, Sentra from the 
what was that? Early two thousands, late nineties. Okay, when they were when they were really fun. Okay, I don't remember yeah, exactly yeah. what year it was. Maybe uh-huh. like a ninety nine, where they had like a limited slip differential. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That thing was a blast. It okay, was a, it was okay. a ton of fun. It had about the same amount of horsepower as this SR turbo does. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, I think those were the Nissan two liter engines. I don't think yeah. they were the two point four. Yeah, and it yeah. was a. Uh, um, they were turbocharged, right? Nope. They were normally were aspirated. They? they were the the big knock against those things was always power. Okay. Handling yeah. was fantastic, but power was just not yeah. there. It reminded me a lot of like I drove a Mazda Speed Protege, and it was okay. sort of sort of the same thing. Like great chat, great front wheel drive chassis, so much fun to drive, really yeah. engaging. But like it just needed more power. Right. Also, like my car needs <laughs> needs more power. Um. But the uh, um. Yeah. I would I would I would drive that. I'd just vlog it for a day. Nice. Nice. What would yeah. you do there? I, I think I would marry the the eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, and then I would probably F the um F the Sentra as well. Nice. Which, which means we're both crushing the uh Honda Civic with the C V T. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the C V T. You know, yeah. i I was thinking more about your car. Let's talk let's talk about you. Right? Okay. So I, I was thinking more about your car and about how you say it could use another 100 horsepower, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that because you've modified your car in the correct order of which you should modify things, right? what do they always say? They always say you should start with two things. Brakes and tires? Brakes and suspension, right? Okay. right? Or, I would yeah. say tires would yeah. be the first. Tires right. and wheels would be the first thing, but yeah. Tires and wheels, brakes, yep. suspension. Yep. You've done those. Yes. Threw some exhaust in there. Yep. Right? Yep. An engine tune. Yep. Right? Aftermarket Haldex controller. Mm-hmm. And now you're really at the point where power is the only thing that could be added to your car. Yeah. The only, there, I have one other suspension place. Besides piece paint. Of, well, yeah, there's that. There's one other suspension piece that I want to do. There's some uh, rear control, uh, adjustable rear control arms. Oh, okay. Um, that gives me a little more adjustability. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm ready for power, but yeah, you know, power's expensive for that. Power car. is expensive. Yeah, what's a supercharger kit cost? Like four grand? Oh, more than that. It's like really eight. no yeah. way. It's crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's a benefit. Another benefit to having something like a Mustang. Like you can get a supercharger for like two grand. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You did everything in the right order in that car, and and I really like it. Yeah. I really, really like riding in your car with you on the track. It's fun. It is. It is. I was trying to tell, I was trying to convince Jenny that she should come with me one time and ride with me on the track. I, and she I, was like, nope. I, I said the same thing to my girlfriend. Yeah. And she wouldn't, I, she wouldn't be comfortable doing it. Really? Yeah. yeah. She, she is very much a, she, she really, like, she doesn't, uh, like, she, she really likes being in control. And uh-huh. I think she would have, a, uh, a displeasurable time being a passenger at at track I, pace. I, I can't imagine what that would be. Fe- what that would feel like. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> you, Ian. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait. I is your girlfriend just a picture of me with a wig on? <laughs> she is way prettier. Okay. Well, that's uh, and uh, yeah. Ian, um, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, the whole time it's just been a cardboard cutout of you, right? <laughs> um. So uh, I, I'm bummed about Denver weather right now because we didn't get a really good snow. I know. Right? I know. We, and we the got, one time we get, did get a really good snow. You I were was out of town. Out of town. And I missed it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you, you and I haven't had a chance to play snow drifts, I know. you know, now that I have a rear wheel drive car and can like really play in the snow, mm-hmm. we haven't had a chance to do that this year, buddy. I know. And that stinks. It, well, it did stink. That makes Dave sad. Yeah. We should cheer up by talking about Formula One, your favorite topic of all time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Formula One. Okay. So Ian, set the stage. So today... We um we watched the Chinese Grand Prix. We did uh from Singapore. We watched it on uh, uh fall off the truck. Yep, internet delay. You know it's it's really weird. This USB drive just shows up outside of your house. It's every... amazing. Yeah, it's so great. You know, um, and you plug it into your work computer, and then you plug it into your personal computer <laughs> just to see if anything happens. You've heard about that penetration testing, right? Where like as part of like a pen test audit for, mm-hmm. you know, for cybersecurity for companies, for anybody who doesn't know, a lot of times they hire outside firms to do penetration testing of their digital Also assets. called pen test. Pen test, yeah. What, yeah. They test their websites and if they can hack, basically, can they be hacked? One really hilarious and highly successful way of hacking <laughs> yep. is that they would put uh, malware on thumb drives and then just leave them in the parking lot because inevitably somebody that parks there. Look what like, I found! Oh, free thumb drive, right? I, and and what everybody is thinking is, I wonder if somebody's naked pictures are on there. Oh. So they plug it into their computer. Next thing you know, you've let the hackers in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Classic. Yeah. Classic, classic pen test. Right? So yeah. anyway, this thumb drive also, shows up. Just hold on. So yeah. while we're yeah. on the subject. Of- <laughs> I like it when you tell me to hold on. While we're on the subject of these USB things. Yeah, right? yeah. These cheap USB drives. I, the the things that make my eye twitch uh-huh. from yeah. like, uh, nobody thinks about it, but like cybersecurity sort of thing. Sure, sure. Are the charge ports at the airport that aren't outlets, but USB ports? Yeah. What's on the other side of that? Don't plug your phone into those no, people. No. Don't no. do that. Yeah. That's ex- a terrible idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's a, such a bad idea. Yeah. So yeah, use the, use your outlet. Just bring your outlet with yeah, you. Yeah. Bring the little wart. Yeah. Yeah. We already have a solution for that. Yeah. Don't plug, don't plug your dongle into strange ports. Ian, don't put your dongle in strange ports. Don't put your dongle in strange ports. That's what you do. Yep, that's right. Team Clearcoat, public services for you guys. <laughs> what were we yep. talking about? We were talking about Formula STDs. One. <laughs> Formula One. Wave a thumb drive around. I like that neither of us have plugged these into our computers yet. Nope, but I, I, I so I gave mine, my personal one, to my buddy Jason, uh-huh. who has a Jeep Wrangler. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, Jeep guys, right? Does, does he have, is it a modern one? Does he yeah. have USB? He does. It? So he's, he, he plugs a Jeep USB drive into his Jeep and can play, you know, whatever he has on there. It, it's a Jeep's press kit. So movies, sure, yeah. pictures, uh, no naked pictures of anybody. Oh, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, maybe we've snuck one on to one of these <laughs> that we're giving you. <laughs> 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 Why is no one listening anymore? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you came over, uh, I did with, with bagels. Yep. I did. We went uh, to watch the Chinese Grand Prix. We watched the Chinese, the, the Grand Prix of China yep. and it was, it was a lot of fun. This was a much better race than Australia was. It really was. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that worked further towards being what I feel like F1 fans deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, l- let's just hear your, your hot thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it, uh, the big thing that made it exciting was rain. 
At the, yeah, at it the rained, very beginning. It rained yep. before the race, and the track was still wet yep. when, it, when the race started. Yep. Uh, so we had uh, we had a chance to see what different drivers and different tire choices were like in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, it led to a first lap spin, uh, a driver retiring first lap. Uh, you know, uh, there were no car to car crashes. There was a little bit of contact between Vettel and. Ricardo. Ricardo. That's well, right. that first lap that went out, that was due to contact. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, the Force India guy hit him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but yeah, so nothing nothing crazy, nothing gnarly. Nobody got hurt or anything, uh, which is great. But um, it was certainly a lot more dynamic at the beginning of the race, you know, where it was like right. the safety car was out, the virtual safety car was out, which I didn't know was a thing until now, mm-hmm. but it, apparently it's a thing. Yep. And, um, you know, so uh, we we certainly reflected on how amazing it would be to be a safety car driver. Yeah. Because you can tell that they are driving all out. Yeah. Right? Like 17th. Tenths. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though they're in like a Mercedes Benz AMG GT. Yeah. You know, like a 600 horsepower supercar. Well, and when they, when these turbo engines were first introduced, they had the, um, to get the sound to come over the, 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 te- the television feed, they basically had like the gain on the microphone turned like way, way up. Oh, so you okay. could hear like the sound of the safety car totally drowned out. Oh, okay. The sound of the yeah. F1 cars. And now the exhausts have gotten a little bit louder um, and they've that's not so much the case anymore. But yeah, when, when they first introduced those, you could easily hear the safety car over the sound of the F1 okay. cars, okay. which was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah so it was... It was certainly a lot more watchable. I was, you know, starting to learn like different drivers and like, you know, the different teams and what I think is going to happen, you know, right. like seeing that, you know, just getting more familiar with the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it, the the course was really interesting. I think it was, it's better in theory than it is in execution, especially with that crazy turn complex. Yeah. You know, like yeah. really weaving and kind of coming back on itself and out. Uh, there's a surprising amount of altitude change for as flat as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had to do some engineering for that. So that was that was interesting. Um, the long back straight. Uh, we didn't really get too many shots in the footage that we found on a USB drive of just you know like that still camera with the car just whipping by it. You know, right. at 210 miles an hour. Yeah, 215 is it? 215 was oh, what they were hitting. God, yeah. that's insane. Um, yeah, so. Uh, it was, it was more dynamic. It was worth watching. I think, but also I think my expectations were kind of leveled after seeing the Australian Grand Grand Prix. You also had mentioned that China was a pretty narrow circuit. It didn't seem... Well, I was wrong. I was thinking of a different track. There's there's another track later in the season that, uh, uh, in, in, um... In Singapore, that is a street circuit. Oh, I think okay. Singapore is a street circuit. I don't remember. One of them, I was thinking of a street circuit, and that's not what we were. Right, at. right. Um, I got a, two races mixed up. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a good amount of overtaking, and yeah, it, and it was there was some really good racing, um, especially between um, between uh, Vettel um, and uh, Verstappen and Verstappen at the end there. Yep. yep. Um, you know, I think the tire strategy was interesting. Like the, uh, Carlos signs who I was kind of keeping an eye on cause he's yeah. on my fantasy 
yeah. F1 team. Yeah. And he did really well for me today. Um, started the race on slicks and everyone else was on inners. That was yep. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and even though he had a, a spin in the first lap, he, it really paid off for him. Like he made up a ton of spots. Yeah. But the main story of the race was Verstappen. Yes. Yes. And how amazing it is to see someone like that. Like he gained 14 places yeah. over the course of the the race it was it was crazy yeah he he is amazing whenever there is any kind of precipitation on the track yeah yeah it's yeah. great in those mixed conditions yeah he's yeah he's he's pretty special to watch it's, yeah it's pretty fun that's gonna take me to my fmk cars but i want to hear what you had to th- say about the race what do you think well it was interesting watching i i had fun watching it with you because you picked up on something that like i kind of take for granted sometimes okay which is how over-engineered everything is yeah yeah let's talk about that yeah like you saw yeah. an umbrella handle uh-huh and we're just like wow that it that was the most well-designed impressive umbrella handle we've ever seen and it was just an umbrella that was leaning up against the f1 car yeah and yeah. It, it's true though like you it, some of the most interesting uh pieces of f1 coverage is just like shots of the garage and yeah. just the things that are happening in the background and you look at how over-engineered everything that they touch is. Oh, yeah. The, the, and it's amazing. The uh, air ratchets for taking off the lugs. Yeah. There is more engineering in that than the fucking space shuttle. Yeah. I swear. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to hold something like that. Right. Because, like, the, there's that, like, quality tool feel that you right. get out of, like, a really good, mm-hmm. like, tool i mm-hmm. can't even imagine like when 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 you let go of it do your hands just smell like lavender <laughs> just like <laughs> oh yeah that's pleasant yeah that's pleasant yeah well and i love like the other end of the spectrum of like um you know because things are so light and everything else, like yeah. some things look really flimsy, like the the jack they use for the front of the car, uh-huh. where it's just a big fucking lever. Yeah, it's that's like all a, it is. It it's looks like a big a, dolly. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, and someone's just got to like jump onto it. Uh-huh, like, yeah. That's the best thing you guys got it, came up with? Yeah, it looks like a big spatula. Right. Yeah. I love and, it when they arrive at like, well, actually, the low-tech solution is the answer. Right, yeah. You know, that's pretty great. That's a really, uh, that's a really impressive uh, element to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the low tech solution being the answer, right? Yeah. yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. So that that stuff is fun. Um. So yeah, it's fun watching you pick up on that sort of stuff. And okay. also, it's fun for me because Nico goes ape shit whenever you come over. Yeah, we we had a good time today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was he was peak Nico today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, fun. He's a good kid. But yeah. uh, and also and also I'm really enjoying this fantasy uh, Grand Prix thing. I've never done fantasy F1 before. I've never done fantasy anything before. I did do fantasy fo- football uh-huh. one season. Okay, and uh, was invited to um, never do it again when I took second after doing zero research. Oh, nice! Well done. Yeah, I applaud you. I was. Uh, my friends were not happy with me. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Scrappy, Ian. Scrappy. <laughs> it was just luck. It was just like dumb luck. I mm. think I set my lineup once and didn't touch it. <laughs> and then they were like, here's your $15, asshole. <laughs> and I was like, what? I won? You were like, you got second. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that. It's like the person that fills out their NCAA bracket based on team colors. Right. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. like picking the Kentucky Derby winner based on name. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good way to piss somebody off if you're yeah. successful with it. Right. But yeah, the, the fantasy F1 thing is a lot of fun. We have uh, eight other people playing it with yeah. us. Yeah. And uh, I'm in second place so far. I'm not doing too well. I think I'm way down there in eighth. Yeah. Yeah. I also sort of cheated by buying the pro membership. <sighs> and of course, because it's F1, throwing money at it gets you better resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh so, my God. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Check out the, our, uh, we have, if you're doing fantasy GP and you're yeah. not in our league, yes. Um, you know, hit us up on Facebook or email us or whatever, and we'll get you, we'll get you added. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, we're doing fantasygp.com. So yeah, we tweeted a link to it, but if you, if you can't be bothered to find it in our Twitter feed after all the bullshit we post, yeah. uh, yeah, hit us up and yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. absolutely. Um, yeah, I do like doing the fantasy stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So do you want to do my FMK cars? You got any yes. other hot takes on the F1 race? Uh, no, no, that that's okay. It. All right. Yeah. Am I going to get tired of seeing Hamilton win? I don't think so. I think, you know, it seems like, you know, way more than the last few years, Ferrari's right there. Um, and I bet there's going to be some tracks coming up that are, you know, yeah, it's going to be pretty close. I, I, I think Hamilton is probably going to win Bahrain. Okay. Why is that? Um, I think it tends to favor higher horsepower cars. So okay. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Ian? Yes. My FMK cars is on my phone, so you couldn't see it on our shared monitor. Oh. Oh, sneaky. Smart. Ian? Yes. So, in this, you're not picking a car. You're picking a driving ability. Okay. Okay? So, first up, Ian, we have Max Verstappen and his incredible ability to perform in the rain Mm -hmm. slash you say mixed conditions, but in F1, that doesn't mean gravel and ice. It just means water. Well, it could be grease or the musical. (laughs) (laughs) So you have Max Verstappen. Okay. Look at, look at 19 year old Max. Of course his so annoying flat brimmed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So obnoxious. All right. So you, but in this, you pick this one. You are amazing in the rain. Okay. 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 All right. What am I driving? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Anything. Okay. Anything. Remember when we were at Road America mm-hmm. and there was the Eagle yeah. on day two that was destroying everybody? For I mean, like it did have all 20 minutes. Drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that pretty much lapped traffic within four laps, four yeah, or five laps. It was crazy. Like anyway. All right. Up next, Ian. We have my favorite driver of all time, Gil Panizzi, <laughs> also known as the Terror on Tarmac. Yes. If you pick Gil here, mm-hmm. you are amazing on dry tarmac, but anything else, you are useless. Okay. You, you can't drive in the snow, Ian. Oh, wow. You can't yeah. do your snow drifts, mm. but dry tarmac, that sweet, sweet butter. Yeah. You are amazing. Okay. You are the giant slayer. Okay. Okay. All right. You're just whipping donuts at the rally Catalina. Yeah. Firing off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Lastly, Ian, Mm -hmm. 
Drifting. Yes. This gentleman's name is... Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) I'm going to butcher it. The boy from Missouri should not be pronouncing... Oh, God. I forgot to pull up the browser. Here, let me... uh, let me make sure that um, uh, Twitch sees everything. See. YouTube and Twitch. So there's Max Verstappen. There's my boy Gil Panizzi. Yeah. Right. Okay. He always gave the most the most insane interviews because he was quite a bit like me, where he would be either really happy and yeah. bubbly, or just just like everything is shit. I hate everything. <laughs> yeah. No in between. Okay. Gotcha. So then, lastly, Ian, we have the Drift King. Okay. All right. Kaichi Su uh, Ian, how would you say that? Suichi T S U C H I Y A. Okay. All right. All right. But yeah. anyway, you have the drift king. Ian, you are the yeah. most amazing drifter. Okay. Okay. But I can't go straight anywhere. Basically, why would you want to if you could drift like a boss? Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think for a, I think I got to crush Gopanizzi. Dry tar. You're going to give up dry tarmac? Yeah. Because I'm going to marry the drifter. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to F Max Verstappen. I mean, I'm not going to F Max Verstappen. Because I'll get pimple cream all over me because that <laughs> son of a bitch is only 19. But um, yeah, that's my that's I'm going to I'm going to F mixed conditions. Okay. I'm going to marry drifting. Okay. Okay. Because that sounds like a great way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to live sideways? Right. Right. I, I would marry Panizzi. Well, I we know, yeah, and have his children, right, in real life, yeah, and then also in this game, <laughs> and then I would, I would f the drift king, okay, and then I would, uh, I would kill Verstappen. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So, Ian. Yes. What else do we have to talk about today? I don't remember. Uh, I kind of wanted to revisit the Ford Focus RS at some point. Okay. Um, just because that car is really sticking with me, mm-hmm. and I, I. I think that you have a blog post that's going to be going up about it that I really liked. Yeah, it should be up by the time this airs. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing about the Ford Focus RS is that if you drive it for a day, I don't think you're going to be able to get it out of your head. You, I don't think you will. I, yeah. I think it will, it will be a lens that you look at other cars through. Yes. Right? I, I haven't been able to to shake it completely, but I also can't shake the feeling that I'm glad I don't own it. Right. No, it, it, exactly. And not to say that I, I'm thinking about it because I want it. Right. right. Like I've had Taylor Swift's bad blood stuck in my head. Really have you? Because you haven't mentioned it at all today several times. The podcast people don't know, Ian, <laughs> but that's been stuck in my head all day. Okay. okay. The Ford Focus RS is like that. Like, I don't want to listen to Bad Blood every time I turn on music, right? Right, right. And, but then again, I don't judge every song I hear through the lens of Bad Blood because that would be a crazy <laughs> This existence. analogy is falling apart. It it's is. fun it to is. watch it, it fall is. apart right? in real yeah. time. Yeah, you don't even need to take it down. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. Uh, but really, the Ford Focus RS, it, I think that really changes the way I, I look at cars. I okay. mean... It does. It's really, it's, it's the car equivalent of an earworm. Yeah. You know, it's in yeah. there. 
I don't, I, like you said, I wouldn't want to live with it, you know, but it's, I, th- I think about it. I, d- mm-hmm. I do. I do. And, and you would be the one that would be more apt to own it than I would. Right. I, just yeah. the, between the two of us. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, but still that it has some, the, the, the impact of it, the visceral feeling you get from that car. Mm-hmm. Has an impact. It yeah, really absolutely. does. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh go go look at my my review of it on teamclearco.com and yeah. Uh, just let me know, let us know what you think about it. And and also I'd I'd encourage anybody listening to this, if you have that if you have that automotive experience or that car that you that you really you think about and you look at other cars through that lens or or it's something that you think of other things in relation to then we yeah. would be super interested to hear that so it's the, it's like that uh you know the 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 one that got away yeah. sort of sort of relationship that you, maybe you had with a a boy or girl way you know when you were when you were a a teenager right you, now right. you romanticize it in your head right right that's the sort of uh relationship I have with it now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you, ha- you had that lens, like since you've been away from it, like yeah. where in the car, when we were driving it, you said you would marry it. Right. Right. But now like now you've had your summer fling decades ago. Right. Yeah. You're old, sort of older and wizened. And you're like, I can, I can see that for what it was. Well, but not only you, you, you at once romanticize it uh-huh. and, and think about it all the time, uh-huh. you know, and then, but at the same time, like in those quieter moments when you're being honest with yourself, right? you're right. like, well, that, you know, probably wouldn't not have gone well. Right, right. <laughs> because and, we were 18 and, right. and however many other reasons, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That is definitely that car. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so if you have, if you have that car, listener, uh, send us a, a tweet, an email, something like that. Reach out to us and let us know what that is. And hashtag summer fling car. There you go. <laughs> yes, hashtag summer fling car. And <laughs> nobody's going to use that. Uh, and 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 let us know because uh, we'll read it on the show. We you know we yeah. definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, send it to us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that that was all. And and I don't really know if I'm ever going to be compelled to talk about the Ford Focus RS again, other than when we're comparing when we think of a car in a similar vein. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. This has been all I've wanted to say about the Ford Focus RS. That's good because we need to stop talking about it because we, we talk do. about it a lot. What else do you want to talk about, buddy? Um, I don't know. I think that was how are we doing on time. How are we doing on time? I, I think we've I think we've been running. I think we're done. Yeah, yeah. I think we're done here. Yeah, we're done here. Yeah. Did you get you? And we did all our FMK cars. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh, we did talking about your wheel to wheel stuff. We talked. Yep. We talked about F one. Oh, we didn't talk about Steph Schrader's testing on the Nurburgring. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. All or, right. Or not. Yeah, it's a good article. It I is really a good like article. Yeah. yeah. Go you, read that. You should read it on Jalopnik. Yeah. Yeah. She brings up some good points and. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, there's a good update at the end of it too. That yeah. You should read. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel good about it. You know what? Beginning and end of plugs, teamclearcode.com. Boom. Ian, we need a, a space on the website where we put our own Instagram, Twitter. We need a plugs. We need a links page. I will put it, uh, I will put links to our personal ones on our about us page. There we go. That's what we need. There you go. Yeah. I will just make my name link to my Twitter profile. There we go. I don't really Twitter post enough on Instagram to make it worthwhile following me. You still should, though. There's a selfie yeah. with you and a llama on there. 
That's worth it's the like price the first of, thing I put on there. That's the price of admission. Yeah, you started off good. Yeah. You haven't right. died down yet, Ian. Anyway. Any hoozle. Any hoozle. Uh, thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for anybody who, uh, thank you to anybody that listens to the show. Yes. We love our listeners and we're very appreciative. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Ian. Goodbye, everyone. Teamclearcut.com. Yes. We love you.